Why Authenticity Delivers Real Marketing Results with Teresa Heath Waring. The Strategic Marketing Show is brought to you by Insights for Professionals, providing access to the latest industry insights from trusted brands, all in a customized, tailored experience. Find out more over at insightsforprofessionals.com. Hey, it's David. Are you continually publishing bland corporate content with no distinct personality? Do you somehow feel that if you share values or spirit in your content, then that might turn your target audience off? Not according to my guest today, an international best-selling author, award-winning speaker and TEDx speaker. She's recognized alongside some of the world's leading digital marketing thought leaders as an online business marketing and mindset expert. A warm welcome to the Strategic Marketing Show, Teresa Heath-Waring. Hey, David. Thank you so much for having me. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. And I hope um, life is treating you well as well. All good. All good. <laughs> <laughs> Superb. Well, you can find Teresa over at TeresaHeathWaring.com. So, Teresa, what is authentic marketing? So, I think when we say this, some people are going to like groan or be like, oh, really? Because it's a bit of a buzzword. However, in reality, it's probably one of the most important things to be thinking about in your marketing strategy. Authentic marketing just means showing up as the real you. And it doesn't have to be Obviously, I'm my business. So showing up as the real me is easy because it's just me. And I think often in corporate, people think, well, we can't do that. But everyone has a you know, company values or company ethos or some kind of mission statement. And it's just showing up authentically to those people that way. It's basically saying and putting a stake in the ground and saying, this is who we are. This is what we stand for. And if you're with us, great. If you're not, that's okay too. And I think so many businesses are scared to do that because they don't want to upset or put off their customers. But like I said, for me, I think it's one of the most important things you can do is showing up as your true real self. Uh, you, men- you mentioned corporate marketers there. And um, is that not a valid concern that um, they might put off their prospective customers by being too authentic? Yeah. And I, and I totally get it. I really, really do. And especially when you are a big company and you maybe are a fairly faceless company that sometimes kind of like, you know, showing an authentic self and finding that authentic self can be really hard, but that's where it comes down to who's heading up the company. What are the values? What are the ethos? Like what's the employees like? What are their values for? And I think, It's a genuine concern that, okay, what if we put this thing out and say this thing and people go, hang on a minute. But also I think it can attract so many people to your world. People, and I think what what it'll do is the people who don't stand by some of the stuff you're saying and doing, and and the fact is you're saying and doing them anyway, you're maybe just not communicating it. So it's not like you're suddenly going to have an opinion about something that you wouldn't normally you know, this would be one of your company values that you're you're having anyway, but now you're just explaining it and putting it out there. And for the people that are that are looking at it and going, do you know what? That's not for me. 
that's fine because you probably were never going to be for them because once they'd got in and understand who you were, they, the, there'd be a disconnect and they might not know why, but it just wouldn't quite sit right. The people who then go, yes, you are my person. You company are exactly the type of people I like to deal with. They're not only going to become your customer, they're going to become your raving fans. You're going to have people who are completely entrenched in you and your business and and the company who will only ever buy from you, only ever want to be seen with you because of what you stand for and because of who you are. And I think in recent years, there's been some huge, huge, big world events that have, have meant that people have had to come out and speak and talk about different things. And I just think that people are yearning for that. Like, the days of the faceless company, we don't want that anymore. Like as consumers, we want to be seen and heard and valued. And we want to know that you are seeing us. And by doing, being authentic and showing up authentically is a really good way to show us that. So how do you do authentic from a corporate perspective? Because if, you, if you're in a big marketing team, if you've got a couple of hundred people in your marketing team, um, it's surely not possible for everyone to show their true personality. Uh, there must be a bit of consistency there. So how, so how do you manage that process? I think it comes down to the fact of, as a company, what do we stand for? Who are we? And getting really clear on some of those values. And I think sometimes, you know, I've worked for huge companies in big marketing roles. And sometimes those values just like some poster written on a wall that people were like, oh yeah, yeah, those are our values. And I think it's about making sure that you embody those and that everyone is part of that, part of that conversation and gets to input to that conversation and then turn it into really practical ways. I was watching something on greenwashing the other day about, you know, people saying, you know, we're, we're really environmentally friendly and then they do something that really isn't. So it's about, and, and it's a big and deep conversation that for a company, this isn't a five minute thing. For me as a personal brand, it's super easy. I just say, this is what I like and this is who I am and that's fine. It is going to take time. But honestly, I think at the point that you do that, you stand out and you then, like I said, get those people who get you, but it's got to come from it's got to come from the center and the heart of the business and what they're trying to do and who they're trying to serve. And it doesn't even always have to be like big, heavy, you know, this is what we stand for, or this is the work, you know, the change we're making in the world. Like a really good example of one of these is Tesco Mobile. I don't know whether you've ever seen Tesco Mobile's Twitter, but I used them as a case study quite a few times. So basically, and I'd love to be on the marketing team that pitched this because it would have just been hysterical to watch they have a real sassy response on their Twitter. And I guess you're thinking of like, it's mobile phones. They're trying to compete with some of the big boys out there. And so basically their responses on Twitter are hilarious. Like, and that is a big, massive company that is, that is showing up and yet they are being very authentic and showing a very strong personality. And it's hilarious. And yet, People love it. And there was a great example I used on a presentation once where this woman had tweeted saying, um, when you phone your, and it was uh, MCM or something, which apparently is Man Crush Monday. I had to like look at it. And it goes to answer phone and it's Tesco mobile, right? And so basically she was dissing them and she didn't tag them in. They obviously were searching on their own stuff. 
They then replied going, yeah, and you realize he's too good for you and you get yourself 10 cats and you become the cat woman. Like, so they literally went back with this like rude retort. And then this woman came back and was like, um, yeah, but I don't need no man because I'm this. And so then Tesco's direct, uh, Tesco mobile was like, yeah, girl, no, you don't. We've got your back. And then by the end of this whole thread, this woman's like, yeah, Tesco's, you know, you've got my back, always there for me. And it's like, hang on a minute. She started the conversation dissing you. And then by the end of the conversation, she's now acting like you're her number one company because they showed up authentically as they deemed authentically. That obviously might not be authentic to other people, but that's how they respond. That's the the voice they've got. That's the personality they've put through. And, and it worked. And it's like, you know, so if someone that size can do that, I just think, I'm not saying, by the way, if you're listening to this, you've got to go to your, you know, MD and go, right, we need to start giving some sass on social media. (laughs) That isn't necessarily what I'm saying, but showing up authentically could be the best thing ever. But but how do they go about implementing that? Do they simply recruit um, a a youthful team of um, social media experts and um, give them free reign to to say what they feel? Or do they simply maybe get... um, everyone that is the kind of stakeholder with regards to the voice of the organisation into a room and actually thrash out what should be the personality of the organisation? I think that's, I think there's a mix of all of that. I think you've got to, I would imagine it's come from the marketing agency. I'd imagine they're probably working with a very young and forth, you know, forward thinking agency who are like, what if we just did this? What if we tried doing this? What if our personality was this? And then I think it's got to come from a trial and error point of view. I think it's got to come from, because there are some people that will really not like that. Obviously, there are some people that will be really turned off by that. And I think what what would have to happen within that situation is there'd have to be some guidelines in terms of like, okay, where do we stand on this? Because there's got to be, because you can't have someone going on there saying something that is potentially seriously damaging for that for that business. So there's got to be some elements of guidelines from above and that's approved. And then there's got to be a testing period. There's got to be, a, okay, well, what happens when we do this? Um, and like I said, it's almost, that's almost like a fairly extreme example because they are so sassy. But I think in terms of, you know, just trying it out. And and I'm assuming within the business, there had to be that kind of young, fun, you know, hilarity of how they, they deal with stuff because otherwise they couldn't do it authentically or it wouldn't match up. See, that's the other thing. So let's say, and I don't know, I've never, I've never been on Tesco mobile. Um, but let's say when I phone, there's someone very stuffy and serious and grown up speaking to me on the phone, but yet on Twitter, they're hilarious. Like, that's not adding up. So again, it's got to be, you've got to think about all the touch points of that customer in terms of actually, yeah, great. Let's show up authentically here. So again, I'm a really easy example, but you know, I'm a certain way when I do my podcast that I don't script it. Like I recorded one yesterday and I actually messaged my team going like, make sense of this, if you will, because I literally just chatted randomly And then, so if they came into my world and came on some training or met me at an in-person event, and then suddenly I was very different, then that, you've lost all that authenticity. And then you put in an element of doubt and an element of, hang on, I can't trust you because you you played me. You made me think you were this type of thing and actually you're this. So I think the other key thing is 
not only when you're having those discussions about the marketing messages and being authentic with marketing, you've got to look back at every touch point of the business and the ethos of the business. And like I said, I can only assume that's what it is, that actually it's all the same thing. Because if I speak to, like I said, the customer service team on the phone and they are nothing like that, I don't expect them to give me sass on the phone, obviously, but I do expect it to be fairly relaxed and informal conversation, really friendly. I don't expect them to, like I said, be very strict and stuffy and serious and judgy. You know, I expect them to be quite young, quite chatty, probably called by my first name. So it's got to be across the board. And that's the only true way it's authentic. Is it not a concern that they might go too far? They might say some entirely inappropriate joke and if so how do you actually backtrack from that oh yeah that it's got to be a concern that that is the case um and you and it's that trust element and i guess when you have good company values and good when your company has values that you live by and all your employees come in by then that will help ensure that everyone is on the right page um, rather than having to just teach you that thing and try and work that thing out. So for me, I think, you know, and there's got to be examples of where people have overdone it. Now, obviously, with something like Twitter, it's so fast moving to try and get approval on all of the things would be impossible. I guess when it comes to things like Instagram, you can take your time and you can look at it and go, is this the right tone of voice? Is this correct? Are we happy with this? Um, and I think. I think being honest about, you know, another example I've got of authenticity is when KFC ran out of chicken and they wrote yeah. like a really good heartfelt FCK. marketing yes. message. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And the the copy at the bottom was like, we messed up and we, you know, not only do we mess up, we put our staff and our customers in a really bad position. And again, being authentic. And actually I read it and instead of thinking, what an absolute nightmare company, I read it thinking do you know what? Fair play. Like, that's really good that you said that, that you recognize that you've put undue stress on your staff, on your customers. And we're really honest about, we messed up. Like, I know. And I think that's where that authenticity comes. And I believe what they did, they, they published a paper advert um, with that apology and that um, um, fairly aggressive manipulation of their brand, um, allowing other people to take photographs of that and share that in social media. So the customers became the stars as well. And like I said, you know, I read it going and whether I agree or disagree, and actually with that, I think it's quite hard to disagree, but whether I agree or disagree or whether it's aimed at me or not, that's up to me to decide they're being authentic. Like they're standing by their stuff. They're owning up. You know, that's the other thing that when, when you are being authentic, if you mess up, you say, sorry. And you say, you know, we messed up because you're not being authentic if you're trying to hide it, if you're trying to like shoo it away. And again, so let's say, for instance, someone on Twitter on Tesco Mobile gets a bit too excited and puts something up, then again, own it and go, we're really sorry. We want to be fun and we want to do this. And we try and engage a bit of, you know, humor into what we do, but we took it too far. And and I think, again, it's that honesty when when being authentic. Now, as well as Tesco Mobile and KFC, you also use Dollar Shave Club as a great example of authentic marketing. So please explain why. Yeah, they are. So 
they're brilliant for a few different reasons. Their authenticity comes through based on who their customer is. They know really well who their customer is and their authenticity is so in line with their customer that they just do it brilliantly. So their Instagram account and they know who they're talking to and they are sharing content that they know their customer is going to want to hear in a very authentic and funny and human way. And I think authenticity and human could almost be interspersed in terms of like the same thing. Are you marketing in a humane way, in a human way? So for instance, on the Instagram, and I've had to bring it up as it's not current as I'm talking at the moment. This is an example I've used in the past, but one of their posts is how to take a perfect data, date, perfect dating app profile pic. And it's like, they know the concerns of their customers. They're showing up authentically in terms of this is who we are. This is what we care about. You know, they are a company that based has shaving products for young men. And, and I say young men, it's probably not just for young men. I'm sure any person of any age can use them. However, they know that their customer core is young guys and they care about how they look. So therefore they're posting content around the concerns of their customer and they're being really authentic in that. And they're being really honest about the stuff they're showing up in, the kind of how they're relating to them. They've got another post that says it's okay to cry like Niagara Falls. Um, they've got another post that says when your friend's breath is so bad, you can smell it over the phone. And like a funny picture of this guy holding a phone. Like they're being really authentic and they're being really smart. Do not get me wrong. This is really strategic. However, they know who they are as a business. And in fact, if you go and search Dollar Shave Club on YouTube, the very first marketing they ever did was a video and it was flipping hilarious. And so that's obviously who they are as people. And basically they did like this parody of, you know, some kind of normal ad, but do search Dollar Shave Club ad and it'll probably come up. And it is so funny. And they basically went, oh yeah, we're really funny. We are funny young guys who like to take the mick out of each other, who like to act silly. And actually we know we are attracting similar people. So they have stood so firmly in that. Now they are a shaving company. They could eat and a shaving subscription. They could easily target middle-aged corporate men, but they're not middle-aged corporate men. They might be now, but you know, they're not, or they weren't when they started, they were like I said, fun and silly and stupid and like to be joking and things. So they've stuck with it and gone, this is who we are. And so if you don't like our sense of humor, if you don't like how we make fun of things, then we're not for you. And therefore, even though their product could perfectly, you know, serve a huge spectrum of people, it might not, like I look at it and I think it's funny, but and I'm not their customer. Um, and I don't think, you know, I don't think my husband who's in his mid forties would look at it and think, oh yeah, I want that. But I can see the humor of a young person. Whereas my stepson who's 19 might think they're flipping hilarious and therefore might want to buy their stuff. But it's, they're showing up really authentically. Great example. And I mean, what I take away from that is, yes, absolutely. You need to publish content about your products, about your services, but you also need to published content that really resonates with your target market. And that's probably not about your product, about your services. It's about something that, you know, makes them stop and listen and absorb what you're saying and engage with it. And then suddenly they're expo exposed to your brand. And then perhaps you can tell them about what you do. 
Yeah. And don't get me wrong. So in this, this set of six images that I'm looking at that I used as an example, there was two that were product-based. So one was how to take care of your skin while you shave. So it was quite a kind of practical, you know, but just advice. Again, it wasn't selling. And the only actual selling one was a picture of the shaving cream. And it said, but again, they use it with humor and it's surrounded by broccoli. And it says, um, it's like when your mum snuck vegetables into your spaghetti, except the vegetables are skincare and the spaghetti is your grooming routine. So again, they're not even you know, they even using humor when they're talking about their own products. So I think that is, you're totally right. It's authenticity alongside knowing exactly who their customer is and exactly what will entertain their customer, what will engage their customer, what their customers want to see. So like I said, this element of fun and hilarity alongside how to take a perfect dating picture. Like they've really, really understood. And then another one, which I haven't said, which is the last one on this grid I've got in front of me. And this is funny. Um, this morning in the shower, uh, this morning, the shower was full of hair. So I assumed my roommate shaved in there, but when he came home, he still had a beard. Like, so obviously, you know, this makes mine go in all sorts of places. But again, he, they're talking about a roommate. So again, they know who they're talking to. They know, you know, what the the kind of level of conversation they've got to have. And they do it brilliantly. Brilliant. Well, let's move on from what works now to planning for the future. So in your opinion, what is the biggest marketing trend or challenge for marketers over the coming year? So obviously, because I've witted on about this, you know, the time we've been talking, I think one of the biggest challenges is showing up as a human, is showing up authentically. I think our customers uh, and clients are way more savvy than they used to be, and rightly so. And I think they are tired of being a number and being just on the end of purchasing. And I think they need to see the human behind it. Also, I had a, I was at a conference the other week and they were talking about Gen Z and how Gen Z are really passionate about particular causes and particular aspects. And, you know, especially things like the environment and, you know, poverty and all of this sort of stuff. And I think what they're going to want to see is where companies stand on this stuff and not just a line on the website. I think they are going to want to see the proof and the, you know, the kind of work they're doing. And I think particularly that audience, which obviously, you know, that audience are growing up, you know, and they already have a huge amount of spending power, but that audience want to align with people who align with them. And that is going to be very hard to do if they don't know what you stand for, if they're not sure who you are and what is is important to you and, and how you're showing up authentically. And I think the last thing they would want to do is, is in line with someone who isn't working the way they want to work or isn't standing for the stuff that they they do. So for me, I think, especially for corporates, this is probably one of your biggest challenges going forward is getting that sweet spot between being very comfortable about showing up authentically, showing up authentically where everyone is in line in how that looks and that's embedded into the business as a whole. I do think that's a challenge that they're going to have to look at. I've been your host, David Bain. You can find Teresa Heath Waring over at TeresaHeathWaring.com. Teresa, thanks so much for being on the Strategic Marketing Show. Thank you so much for having me, David. It's been a pleasure. And thank you for listening. Here at IFP, our goal is simple. 
to connect you with the most relevant information to help solve your business problems all in one place. InsightsforProfessionals.com